Welcome to the Shift Gold Friday Gold Wrap, your overview of this week's precious metals news. It's Friday, November 6th. I'm your host, Mike Meharry. Thanks for tuning in. Well, I guess we have a few things to talk about today. I'll start with the election since that's what's on everybody's mind. At this point, I'm assuming Biden is going to win. I know there are some folks out there who see scenarios for a Trump comeback, but my gut tells me that when the smoke clears, Biden is going to be the one sitting in the Oval Office. Nevertheless, it wasn't the blue wave that pollsters kept telling us was coming. In fact, it looks like the Republicans will keep control of the Senate, and they actually picked up some seats in the House. In fact, I read one bit of analysis suggesting that it's going to be tough for Nancy Pelosi to maintain her position as House Speaker, so that's kind of fun. Now, honestly, I don't think this is a particularly bad scenario if you care about limited government and liberty. This is one of the gridlock scenarios with the Senate in a position to block the more nefarious Democrat policies. And I'll be honest with you, I think the Republicans operate better as an opposition party. They tend to go back to those small government roots. I mean, remember the Tea Party, right? When Republicans are in power... They kind of lose their way. I mean, never forget, the Trump administration grew the national debt by $7 trillion, and Republicans held both houses of Congress for two of those years. So personally, as somebody who I guess would be categorized as a libertarian, I'm not thrilled with the prospect of a Biden presidency, but I'm not too worried given that there will be a check on him. Now, that said, I think Peter Schiff has a valid point when he says he thinks we'll still end up with tax increases on corporations and maybe on the quote-unquote rich, and we'll definitely get more stimulus. In fact, I think we'll get stimulus before Trump even moves out of the White House. Mitch McConnell has already said a new economic stimulus bill is his top priority when the Senate gets back to work next week. So, I don't think the Republican Senate is going to stop the spending, and I don't think they'll stop the tax increases. There are enough liberal Republicans, rhinos as they're often called, that some of this stuff is going to pass. But I think it will be less than it would have been if the Democrats had controlled everything. So we'll probably see some tax increases, but not as big as what they would have been. The other thing that concerns me about a Biden presidency is an expansion of the regulatory state. Most of the deregulation we saw over the last four years was via executive order. Biden can undo those with the flick of a pen. And of course, he can implement his own EOs to increase regulations. On a side note, this is why conservatives should resist the temptation to rule by unconstitutional executive fiat when they have power. Any power you exercise will eventually be in the hands of the guy you don't like. So stocks have been on fire all week. Early in the week, we saw a really big rally on the prospect of a blue wave because stimulus. Then on Wednesday and Thursday, the rally continued, even as it became clear we weren't going to get a clear winner in the presidential race anytime soon. And it was apparent that the Democrats weren't going to control the Senate because, well, stimulus. I mean, when it comes to the markets, stimulus is pretty much the only leg it has to stand on. This whole love affair with the stock market and Joe Biden is just kind of bizarre if you really think about it. There is nothing about Biden's policies that are good for business. He wants to raise taxes. He wants to increase regulation, and he will, Republican Senate or not. 
He wants to raise the national minimum wage. He's far more likely to push draconian lockdowns in response to the coronavirus. I mean, this does not bode well for business and, by extension, the economy, right? But the stock market rallied when it thought he was going to win, and it rallied after it looked like he was going to win. The only explanation is stimulus, because we know this. Biden is going to spend a lot of money, and the Fed is going to monetize the debt. So that means more money printing. And that is the only thing that the markets really care about right now. It's like a drunk on a bender. As long as he's got a full bottle of booze, he's happy. Doesn't matter what else is going on around him. So... What does the election mean for gold? Quite frankly, I think you should be bullish on gold and silver, too, regardless of the outcome of this election. I said the same thing early Wednesday morning when it still looked like Trump might pull it out. Here's a little perspective. Historically, the party controlling the White House has had very little effect on the price of gold. According to a World Gold Council report, dating back to 1971, gold returns were 11% on average per year during Democratic presidencies and 10% during Republican administrations. Gold returns have been higher in the year following a change of party in the White House, but only marginally. When the challenger wins, gold returns have averaged 7.9%. The next year, compared to a 6.5% return when an incumbent wins. Here's the bottom line. Trump nor Biden can wave a magic wand and fix the economic destruction inflicted by government actions in response to the COVID-19 pandemic. Neither man will stop over-leveraged companies from shutting down. They're not going to stem the flow of bankruptcies. Neither man will put people back to work. All either one of them can do is borrow and spend money, which we've already shown is good for gold. And neither man will alter the monetary policy at the Federal Reserve. Ah, yes. Meanwhile, back at the Fed. You know, lost in all of this post-election chaos is the fact that the Federal Reserve held its November meeting this week. And I think that's a big part of the reason the stock market kept surging up yesterday, despite all of the uncertainty around vote counts. Because Jerome Powell and company made it very clear that the easy money spigot is still open. And even if Congress can't come through with some kind of fiscal stimulus, and mark my words, it will. But even if it doesn't, the Fed still has the markets back. Jerome Powell flat out said so. Quote, is monetary policy out of power or out of ammunition? The answer to that is no, I don't think that, Powell said during his post-meeting news conference. He went on, he said, I think that we're strongly committed to using these powerful tools that we have to support the economy during this difficult time for as long as needed, and no one should have any doubt about that. So yeah, you're getting your stimulus. Now, the Fed didn't really do anything yesterday. There were no big policy changes. Interest rates are still at zero, just like everybody expected. The Fed is still committed to, quote, flexible average inflation targeting, which is Fed speak for we're going to ignore rising prices. And there really wasn't much in terms of changes in the language of the official Fed statement. But the central bank did note that the economy is still struggling in the wake of the pandemic. Quote, economic activity and employment have continued to recover but remain well below their levels at the beginning of the year, end quote. 
Yeah, indeed. Over 750,000 people continue to file first-time unemployment claims every single week. That is still far above the record levels we saw during the Great Recession. So we're still above Great Recession levels of job losses, even as we're supposedly in the midst of recovering. Repeating language it used in the last meeting, the Fed statement said, quote, it would be prepared to adjust the stance of monetary policy as appropriate if risks emerge that could impede the attainment of the committee's goals, end quote. Now, that's Fed speak for we're going to crank up the printing press in the Eccles building even faster if the stock market starts to tank. I mean, it should be abundantly clear at this point that the money printing, the debt monetization, it's going to continue. That's why stocks are up. That's why gold finally started to catch a rally yesterday. We're back close to 1950 an ounce. In fact, we were over 1950 an ounce earlier this morning. We're at about 1948 as I'm recording this. And silver is well above $25 an ounce. You know, Peter Schiff made an interesting point in a tweet yesterday. He said, it's interesting that everything is up today as the dollar tanks except oil and some oil-related stocks. That's because investors do not expect actual economic growth that would require more energy, just stimulus that pumps up asset prices. Let's take a step back for a second and look big picture. Let's go back to the end of 2007. At that point, the Federal Reserve's balance sheet stood at around $880,000. Today, the central bank's balance sheet has ballooned to more than $7 trillion. The first big increase happened in the fall of 2008 when the Fed launched its first round of quantitative easing. Within a few months, the Fed balance sheet had ballooned to over $2 trillion. By the time the central bank wrapped up three rounds of QE, that was in about 2015, the balance sheet stood at over $4.5 trillion. Now, when Ben Bernanke launched quantitative easing in those dark days of 2008, he swore that it was temporary. He insisted that the Fed was not monetizing the debt. He said the difference between debt monetization and the Fed policy was that the central bank was not providing a permanent source of financing. He promised that once the emergency was over, the Fed would sell off all the bonds, it would shrink the balance sheet, and go back to a normal monetary policy. He was either lying or he was just wildly mistaken. Now, the Fed gave it the old college try. Through quantitative tightening, the Fed managed to shrink the balance sheet down to just over $3.7 trillion before the stock market tanked in late 2018. Remember that? At that point, the central bank abandoned its plans to normalize monetary policy. Uh, We had the Powell pause first, and then it ended balance sheet reduction, and it dropped interest rates three times in 2019. You see, that's the dirty little secret. Most people assume that the Fed started growing its balance sheet again as an emergency measure in response to COVID-19. But the balance sheet was already back over $4 trillion before coronavirus even reared its ugly head. My point in this little trip down memory lane is to emphasize that as you see the Fed printing money, as you see the balance sheet going up and up and up, don't lose sight of the fact that there is no 
exit strategy. Zero, zilch, nada. It cannot undo this. It can't take away the drug without sending the addict into violent withdrawal. But it also can't just keep upping the drug dosage forever. I mean, at some point, the addict ODs and dies. So the presidential race is certainly interesting, but when it comes to the economy, when it comes to what we're going to see long-term in the markets, you've got to keep your eye on the Federal Reserve. In his podcast earlier this week, Peter Schiff said that gold is what people should be buying as a result of this election. They should be buying gold regardless of the outcome of the election because the one thing that's certain is that money is going to be printed. That's why I highly recommend talking to a Shift Gold Precious Metal Specialist today. They can help you buy gold, and they can also help you see how gold might fit into your investment strategy. These guys are great. They can look at your personal situation, your goals, and help you figure out how precious metals can help you get there. Just give them a call today. That's 1-888-GOLD-160, or you can just send them an email to info at shiftgold.com, and somebody will get back to you. So that is a gold wrap for this week. You can get more details on all of these stories and more and keep up with the latest precious metals news and analysis throughout the week at shiftgold.com slash news. And if you haven't done it already, you can subscribe to the Friday Gold Wrap over at iTunes, uh, Stitcher, Google Play, or on the Shift Gold YouTube channel. You'll find links to all of those over on the show notes page. I do appreciate you listening to the show. I hope you have a great week and I'll talk to you next time.